0: Welcome to the official Bathtub Refinishing Podcast, powered by Bathtub Guys Refinishing. This is where we discuss the refinishing industry, interview owners and operators, and give tips to customers and entrepreneurs. Now, here's your host, Daniel Montalvo. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the official Bathtub Refinishing Podcast. Yay, let me see what Hey, I wanted to play the clapping one, but I forgot which it was. All right. So today we have a special guest. Um, I'm going to go ahead and cut to her now. And go ahead and introduce yourself for everybody listening.
1: Hi. My name is Marissa Duff, and I co-own uh, and operate Permaglaze of Texas uh, Backup refinishing in Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas.
0: Ah, you see, that's... Good. I wasted no time. I wanted to introduce you right away <laughs> to get the butterflies out of the way, because I know something I know. Like,
1: I got nervous, even though we've been talking beforehand for a while.
0: <laughs> people get weird about the video thing. But <laughs> yeah, once you do it like two or three times, you get used to it. It's way weirder for me because I'm just staring at this lens over here, like in a corner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Um, so, um, so you have a bathtub refinishing company, and you. S- Basically, kind of give people some backstory, how you got into the industry and uh, kind of where you guys are now, issues, things like that.
1: Okay. Well, I guess our backstory, my mom, Kelly, and I own the company together. Um, so before we got into it, um, she had been in a lot of realms of real estate for pretty much her whole career Um, and in 2015 she was managing some investment properties for um, an investor. Uh, She coordinated all of the turnover remodels uh, for him and she called Permaglaze of Texas Mm -hmm. um, to learn about refinishing and hopefully get some bathtubs scheduled for a few of the units for an apartment, I believe. Um, and so she called and this wonderful lady answered and answered all my mom's questions. And, you know, was really thorough with her about refinishing what it is, the process, what to expect. And my mom was like, great. I want to schedule. And she said, well, actually, my husband passed away and he was the one who did the refinishing. So I'm going to have to refer you off to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, well, wait, you just answered all my questions. I want, I want you guys to do it. (laughs) Um, so long story short, um, my mom and this lady kept in contact and, um, she had been thinking for a few years that she really wanted to be her own boss and, um, own her own company. So she did some research on the industry, and uh, technically, Primaglaze is a franchise, okay. um, although we don't really operate as one. Uh, so she contacted other franchise owners to get their perspective, and decided this was going to be her business. So she purchased the business from this woman, and... Uh, Started, well, she went to Arizona, which is where Blaze headquarters is, and got trained for a few weeks, although getting trained in a couple weeks sounds like, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it would be a thing, but really, you learn a lot on the job.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> um, I, I, I always tell that to people when they ask us for, like, <laughs> courses and training. I'm like, I could, I could happily take $1,500 out of your pocket, but... Yeah, You don't really learn until you go and make the mistakes. And that's just the truth.
1: Exactly. Yep. And we figured that out. But since she purchased an existing company, um, you know, they have, we have an online presence and um, there were people who, um, investors who had already been using Permaglaze of Texas. So when she took over, you know, she became overwhelmed very quickly she was doing all the labor herself and all the booking and everything so she actually got a job at a hotel um doing all of their bathtubs and she hired a friend's nephew to help her out and i think he was a friend's nephew i don't really remember how she found him but she quickly realized um Finding help was not necessarily the easiest. Yeah. Um, Finding good and reliable help. (laughs) So she came to me. She invited me to that hotel um, where she was working in downtown Dallas. And she was like, come have dinner with me after work. Um, I was working um, as a medical esthetician at a plastic surgeon's office. So I was doing things like chemical peels and lasers and stuff in the beauty industry. So I was in a completely different industry. Wow. And she, she had come to me and she was like, I need your help. If you can give me a year of your time to get this business off the ground, then you can go back to doing what you're doing. <laughs> um, so I agreed. I was like, that, that sounds amazing. I want to help you. I want you to be successful. So I quit my job in May, or it was April of 2016. And, you know, we've been doing this thing for well over a year together. <laughs>
0: wow. That's very, very interesting. I, I always ask people typically, the w- w- first time I kind of have them on, like their backstory, because everyone's journey is completely different. So like, mine, sure. mine is unique because I grew up in this, like, since I was a little kid. My dad started doing this way before I was even thought of in 1993. So like, yeah, yeah, I've been in it. Yeah, so like my whole life I was around this. So just like my parents wanted me to go to college, I think. But like, I always told them like, why would I do that when like I could do this? Like, (laughs) and (laughs) so, (laughs) uh, you know, and and they kind of, and I've talked about it before, but it's it's similar to what we were talking about on Instagram, like, they started like, their business started slowing down and stuff when the internet really became prevalent. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where me and my brother StrongSuit kind of helped re- re-energize the business because they weren't doing well. They were having trouble, they had projects. It was, it was weird, like they had projects, but like they didn't have the, the residential work to maintain people every day. So people started leaving because mm-hmm. the schedule was too sporadic. Um, and also, yeah. you know, advertising online non-existent. I mean, they wanted to do like newspaper ads and stuff. And it's, you know, things like that. And so when, when we, when me and my brother took over, they were in debt, like the company wasn't really making any money. It was unfortunate. Like people that were here for years had to be let go. And we kind of just did everything ourselves. It was almost like started from scratch. The only difference is we had a lot of the equipment and stuff. So that's kind of an upper hand we had compressors, extractors, and the vehicles. So, like, the startup cost wasn't what they had to go through. Um, But as far as the business building side of it, it was as if we had to start from square one. You know what I mean?
1: Definitely. Uh, Definitely. Yeah, I listened to your first introductory episode, and I was like, you know, because you asked me to to be on here, and I was like, well, before I agree to anything, I want to make sure I, you know, like this guy's vibe and you know i i'm in a few facebook groups um for bathtub refinishers and some people can be very i their groups are helpful i think that's what helped me really get to uh, the level i'm at now of i think i'm great at my job but a lot of it's due to the advice of other people Mm -hmm. um but some of them are very um they think they're the only person who knows how to refinish a bathtub. So I kind of just wanted to make sure you you weren't like that. But uh, (laughs) uh, I I... really liked your vibe and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like he understands like the struggle I'm currently like going through. So I was so excited to talk to you.
0: Well, I definitely know people that are like that. By the way, I just wanted to let you know real quick. I got some notification here that apparently it's going to make me like redo like restart the conversation after ten minutes. I guess there's some pro version I need to buy. Which I'm I guess oh, I no. could, Yeah. They they're really quick to take your money.
1: <laughs> but oh my I, gosh. I might
0: I might have to uh what I'll do is when that happens I'll just okay. I'll just cut it and then Okay. Uh just cut back to it after I guess I'll Pay for the family. okay.
1: Yeah, hopefully we don't have to do that whole thing again. I'm.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that's kind of annoying. But uh, yeah, I definitely yeah. know what you mean when you're when you're talking about like the people who are know it alls in the industry, and those mm-hmm. tend to be the people who never have work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those, yeah. <laughs> those, those are also the big complainers that say like, oh, uh, hotels don't want to pay, and people don't want to pay in their house, and all this stuff. And it's like, uh, you know, it's like anything. It, Brand, brand building is important and actually, like, you know, having room for growth mentally is very, very important because things are always changing, especially in this industry. Oh, for sure. So so what have been some struggles that you guys have had, like, this far? You know, things that, that have been difficult uh, kind of to get a grasp on.
1: I would say the biggest thing is finding some kind of schedule consistency because for us i don't know why it seems like we are either scheduled three months in advance or i'm like all right in two weeks you know we don't have any work coming up we need to do something quick to to, to find some customers so it's very either or hmm um and i i i'm i'm trying to figure out what it is we do when differently when it's you know super scheduled out mm-hmm. and we've got lots of work and we're not worried but um i can't really pinpoint what that is so the the, the biggest struggle i think is how do we get to a point where it it waxes and wanes so drastically, you know, less, um, where, how can we find some consistency? Um, you know, because I, I'm the type of person where even if I'm not on a job site, like laboring every day, I am still constantly working. Um, and I like to work. I want to work. So, um, I don't like the days where we just, just like, well, I have work Tuesday through Friday, but nothing on Monday type of thing.
0: Yeah, no, I, I definitely understand that. And I could sympathize, sympathize with that because I'm very similar in that way. Like I like so I'm at the point now where I don't have to be on every job site. You know what I mean? Uh, That's but, great. I want to get there. <laughs> but I, I love like what I do. So I will like find other things to do. That's just how I operate. So I, I definitely mm-hmm. can sympathize with that. So what are you guys doing uh advertising wise? Uh I'm doing that thing I was telling you about. I'm seeing if I could just do it while while we're recording so I don't have to cut. Okay. Uh so I'm I'm listening and I'll be able to Okay.
1: No worries. No okay. <laughs> if we have to cut at any point, I'm um, just cut me off because I tend to just talk and keep talking. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's okay. Um... <laughs> Um, What we do currently is um, I've been working on our Instagram page for about three years now and really getting it to grow. And I almost have a thousand followers and I've been really um, uh, intentional about making sure the people who follow us are um, people who are actually potentially either customers or somebody it would be great to network with um so i try really hard to build connections with people on instagram um we're almost at a thousand people which is great but i mean as long as the interactions are genuine and it's not just like people following for the sake of following um i think that's great um so we do that. Uh, it takes up a lot of time, but it's free, so can't complain. Mm-hmm. Um, I do Google Ads. Um, we are kind of talking about that, and uh, need to step my game up on that for sure.
0: So so the, uh, the big thing for me with Google Ads is that Google Ads targets people who are already in the market. So that's mm-hmm. one of the things where we, we were talking about Facebook and why I, And very like into having, don't keep everything in one place, even if it's working the best. Don't keep everything in one place. Because Google's always going to feel like it's working better because everyone's already ready. They're searching, they're actively searching for what it is. Uh, On Facebook, your advertising is you're trying to educate people. And then whenever they have the need, they know, hey, I call permaglaze. You know what I mean? So that's that's mm-hmm. the difference there. Um, so Google Ads is very effective, and you get faster results. But one thing that Google Ads is not good for, for like at any point is brand building at all. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there there's no brand building because it's basically um, it's basically just like a bunch of people bidding on a keyword, and whoever has the deepest pockets gets up top. That's how it yeah. works. 90 percent of the time there's little things you can do tweaking you know words and keywords and stuff to try to outrank the other person but most of the time google's going to side with whoever's paying them more um correct so that's kind of the game with that and that's why i said it's important to focus on on facebook and instagram ads and stuff because that's where you're going to do your brand building your reach and the most effective way to do that is to start small and local Do a 5, 10-mile radius around your service area and push that super hard. Like, you should start seeing, like, people who are friends and family saying, like, oh, I saw your ad, like, or, like, stuff like that. That's what you want. That's -hmm. that's a sign that it's starting to work. And then once you start seeing that return on investment after you've gone back and kind of, like, uh, remarketed to them with, like, an offer or something like that, that's when you can be like, okay, this is working, this didn't work, and then tweak and then maybe put another five mile radius on top of that and then eventually you get to your whole service area. But right. You you do want to be doing both things.
1: That makes sense. I I never thought of um it that way because yes, one reason I do like Google is because it is people searching for your service. So um you know it's it it's I like I I did like Facebook, but sometimes it just felt like throwing money into the air and like hoping you'd catch it again.
0: Yeah, well, Um. the the thing
1: is... (laughs) But, um,
0: yeah. The the thing that sucks about all of these things is that Google spoils it for everybody because Google is the instant gratification. And that's just the truth. Like, if you see that you got 100 clicks today, and you got, like, 10 calls, like, within, you know, a day or two, you know that people saw that ad and clicked it, and everything kind of makes sense because it's happening right now. Facebook and things like that, they're literally, like, educating people that you exist, and you have to assume that most people aren't in the market for it today. Um, But long-term, brand building is the only thing that really matters. Uh, Eventually, Google's going to have to change the way they do things as, like, I don't know if if you heard like you know how how strict things are getting with advertising where Facebook had to change their whole algorithm like a year ago because of yeah. iPhone, and it's only going to keep getting more strict and stuff because a lot of that stuff gets into privacy law and stuff like that, so like eventually Google's going to change their their system or make it a lot more expensive because it's worth it so that's why you have to advertise in other places because you know. Of the bathtub refinishing keyword in Orlando, you know, you can you can bid on it for $5 a click, but it, in a year from now, it might be 20 or 25. And then every single yeah. click is costing you a lot of money.
1: That makes sense. One thing I did like about Facebook advertising, and I've heard you talk about this before, where you can, how specific you can target it. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I like to do is, you know, because I work all over the city, I know what the houses look like in different areas of town. Like I know which neighborhoods were built in the 70s, which neighborhoods were built in the 80s, which were built in the 40s. So I like to do like micro ads with a bathroom that I know looks like every bathroom in this neighborhood Mm -hmm. and just set it at like a two mile radius. Um, So That was really helpful because that helps people see like, oh my gosh, that's what my bathroom, my exact bathroom looks like. Um, So it's not as conceptual as like, oh, here's an ugly tub, I can make it look good.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, That was, yeah. Have you seen a return on those? Like, is there, are you tracking in any way where the leads are coming from? Do you know for a fact if you've gotten anything from Facebook specifically? So like I
1: was saying, we use Squarespace And Squarespace recently has just become, I mean, within six months or so, has been a lot better about integrating with other like ad platforms like Google and Facebook, uh, well, Meta, I guess, um, Mm -hmm. to be able to track every click and um, all of that. So I'm able to get, or even like my direct email uh, marketing. I do a lot of like MailChimp blasts quarterly um and it can integrate with that to see how many people clicked on that how many people pressed call so um it's really good for all of that so i am now at this point able to see um where business is coming from but um it's actually been quite a while since i've done any facebook ads so i might have to kind of just try a few out okay see what happens
0: and so um so Who's doing the the labor, just you, right yes. now? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, and you're struggling to keep like a full week, like busy, is that what's going on?
1: Like I said, kind of, it comes and goes in waves. Um, I mean, I'll admit at this current moment, yes, but um, up until this week, we had, I mean, we've been booked solid for, you know probably since april but all of a sudden like now it's kind of just getting kind of tepid mm-hmm. and it might i think a lot of the problem is that i am the one who does the ads and does the marketing but i am also the one who does the labor so i'm not able to keep consistency the way i should be mm-hmm. because i go to you know i get up early in the morning and i kind of Check, check how the ads performs. kind of check the website, see if I need to make any tweaks to the website. See, I like to see um, what trails people are following on our website. So say I have a specific landing page for the ad. So say they went there, like what trail do they follow through our website and how can I make more people click on more pages and get more information? Um, so I do that all in the morning go to work. I do, I do the labor till it's finished. I come home. I make me and my husband dinner. I got to clean up dinner. And then it's like 8 PM. And I sit on the couch and I'm like trying to do the same thing I was doing in the morning again. So, you know, if I'm, if I remembered to make, take videos while I was working, uh, maybe pop some stuff on Instagram. So the problem is like, because I can't focus on it as well, as I should be able to the consistency isn't really there. And that's kind of why I'm in that awkward period right now where like, I really want to get to a point where I don't have to be on the job site all day. I wanna be able to like pop in and make sure like everything's going smoothly and the customer's happy and a tech is doing a great job. You know, kind of just do quality control, but I don't wanna have to, you know, it's been, six and a half years, like, I feel like we're at a point where I'm like, okay, I'm 30 now, which is not old, but I'm like, I've been doing this since I was 22. My body's starting to get to the point where like, it feels it if I've, you know, been working all day. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm just going to tell you this right now. So you, the, the most important thing for you specifically, based off what you're describing is you got to do the part of the job that you love because it it, that's what's going to translate to numbers so yeah it and from what i see you're more into the business side of it correct
1: i i am i am (laughs) Uh, i mean i do love like i do love getting in there and just like i enjoy kind of working By myself and just kind of being able to pop my headphones in and put on a podcast and zone out and like do my thing for a day Mm -hmm. but also i do kind of zone out and just do my thing for the day like i like interacting with customers a lot i i love just like i i get to know people like i kind of um get to know people on a personal level It's not always just like a, hi, I'm here to do the work. Okay. It's done by type situation.
0: So just, Um, just based off what you were telling me, like, yeah, that's where I got that from. Because, you know, if, if, if you could choose, would you choose to keep doing the tech thing or would you choose to be more behind the scenes, but also kind of be the face of the business?
1: Oh yeah. Second option. If I could choose hands down. Okay.
0: So, 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 If that's the case, you know, one of the things that is very, very difficult is to start letting go of certain things when you're in power, and it's it's hard because yep. you you want to maintain like, you know, a certain quality, a certain image and stuff, but that's part of it. Like I myself am kind of like a control freak to a certain extent, so like I'm yeah. it's it's difficult to let go of stuff. But that that's probably the one thing I would recommend is to start trying to hire people and here's this the reality of the situation here's yeah. the reality of the situation you have to pay them enough to give a fuck and see like,
1: that's that's the problem i don't know if i can even pay somebody well, <laughs> Like are, me and my mom it would be easier i think if it was just one of us but because we both have to make money like both of us making money and then having a third person to have to pay is just like so stressful like what if we have a week like this week where I've you know I don't have a packed week how do I pay pay someone how do I get someone to stay with me
0: you do so there's there's plenty of things you can come up with to have them do um, that are brand building things but you need to you need to be profitable to the point where you can comfortably afford somebody but you're you're never going to be a hundred percent like oh I know I can hire somebody until you start until you try it because yeah. It, it maybe the difference might be focusing that extra five to six hours a week on social media, and and really honing on your ads and stuff, and then you start seeing a big difference, like of work. Um, yeah. But I, I I I could sympathize with that because it's it was kind of the same scenario with me. Uh, like, you know, me and my brother, and I have to worry about that. You know, so like, uh, he was doing more of the tech stuff, but it started to take a toll on him, similar to your situation, and he was like, hey, I wanna be a little bit more hands-off. So like, I wanna be more, a little bit more behind the scenes, and I'm trying to think how I can pay him without him producing, like actual, yeah. actual work. Uh, and I mean, the answer really is just spend more on advertising, spend more time researching and learning, and if it doesn't work out, worst case scenario, you might have to another year of you doing it. But if you never try it, you're never gonna know if it works or not, which is the scary, it's the scary part, but it's also, you know, I would say, try to give it a shot. Um, And again, Uh uh, prices have a lot to do with that. Um, So how, how much are you charging for like a standard bathtub?
1: For a standard bathtub, we actually have raised the prices Quite a bit recently, kind of just been inching upwards. Um, we're at four ninety-five for a standard tub right now, okay. with, and we do a ten-year warranty.
0: Okay, and uh, what are, are you? What products are you using?
1: So I use um, everything I get from EAH in San Antonio. Okay, all right. I love them. Um, we used to use. PermaGlaze actually has like a proprietary product that we used to use, but it was a 48 hour cure and that was just untenable. (laughs) Um, So I tried several different things for um, about the whole of 2019. I was testing out different products, um, just trying to make sure I found something. I really liked that um, looked great, but also in Dallas, especially a lot of houses only have one bathroom. So I wanted something that would be able, you know, they could use the next day. Mm -hmm. um, That didn't feel gritty to the touch because a lot of quick dry products feel very gritty Mm -hmm. um, or did at the time. Um, So yeah, I tested, you know, their products and they just looked, they looked great to me but they also felt very user friendly. So they were the ones I personally liked best I've been using their products ever since.
0: Okay. So I mean 495 is not bad, but I mean is that fairly competitive in your area? Everyone's charging about that.
1: You know, it's our market is all over the place. Okay. We have people who are professionals who are still charging like 275. I mean, we our lowest ever price is 385 and we've bumped it since then but um then on the other end we have another competitor who they're charging 675 for a standard tub okay. so uh, we're kind of in the middle like i know a couple other companies who are pretty well within the price range we are but then there's also some pretty crazy outliers
0: um so and then like for a tub and surround, like tile surround, what are you charging for that?
1: Um, right. So if it's just a standard tub, we we charge the four ninety five for a standard tub, or if it's a cast iron tub, since they're a little larger, we do five fifty. So it's whatever the price for the tub, and then four fifty five for the surround. So it's usually around like nine fifty, a thousand.
0: Okay, that's not bad. I wish I could charge that here. <laughs> I've tried to
1: charge $4.99 for a tub.
0: For a tub, yeah. To, uh, for the tub, I can get away with it. But everybody here, like, they're they're of the mindset. and I don't play into it, but, like, I, I have to stay within a certain area or else, like, bigger jobs I'll miss out on. Because uh, mm-hmm. everyone here is used to working in volume. So, like, you get calls from people who have rental houses, like, uh, vacation houses a lot. And they'll yeah. be like, oh, well, I want to do, like, three bathrooms and the kitchen and... Like if you charge them full price for everything, they'll be like, "Oh, I don't get a discount for doing multiple things." And then, like,
1: oh, for sure, we do multiple surface discounts. If people, yeah, if yeah. they've got more than one thing, like well, in a house, they will be like, "Hey, we've got you. You know, we'll get a discount."
0: I can I can get close to those like nine hundred to a thousand when I'm doing like, like if I'm doing just two regular tubs where I don't really necessarily care like. Because if cause if, it, if it doesn't happen, like I'm gonna get another job that's gonna fill that vacancy, so I could I could do that. Sure. When I do a tub and surround, I have to be in like the 750 to 800 range for most of the time. Um, that's and- just
1: uh, I don't know. That's I get it because it's like well, you're already there, you're already set up, you're already doing it, but. It's so much more surface area. It's more product than on a tub. Like.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and, and well, people out here think that's expensive. Me, so I, I got together with a company called Bathart that's local in, in Orlando. Um, yeah, I'm familiar with them. We, we, we coordinated to raise prices because most of the time in our area, people are choosing between us or them. So ah, okay. we, we met and we coordinated a price increase together
1: i love that i love when companies in an area work together because they know there's enough work for all of you and help each other out that's so great everyone here sees each other's competition and i wish i mean it is but also the dfw metro area has like six million people there's plenty of work to go around for the five companies that are here
0: honestly so, people buy for their, own, for their own reasons like it, yeah. it, it, it might be that the color palette on your website resonated more with a person so like I don't see that as competition I see them as people who are also in the industry with us there's no reason yes. to be fighting and like all that stuff it's like look at like you know athletes they play for different teams in different cities but at the end of the day they're all at the same restaurant at the same bar because at the end of the day like it, it, that's just the game you know what I mean? It, yeah. doesn't, it, it, it doesn't mean that you guys can't tip each other off and, you know, you know like, like it, it, you know, have a conversation. Like, it, it, it really is something where, like, you, you build a bigger sense of community within the industry, and it helps it grow. When we talk to yeah. each other, the industry gets better. If there is no communication, everybody who has something that might be able to help somebody else... All that information you have just dies with you if you don't share it. So it's it's mm-hmm. stupid, you know. Like uh so so when we did that, we coordinated because the industry like standard price in Orlando was around $350. Mm. So we were like, let's just jump to 499 and they initiated it. So I was they're the yeah. ones that were like, "Hey, let's do this." And I was already thinking of a price increase. Well, I, I had tested four seventy five actually, and they, oh, yeah. they 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 called me and they're like, let's just let's talk about this and we, we coordinated and we lined up our prices with bathtubs, tub and surrounds, showers, non-skid, like everything, like let's awesome. let's keep them in this range, and and let's do it like that, and it's it's worked out very very well, but I'm still having not trouble but it's it, it is hard sometimes to like get someone to spend 900 dollars on their tub and surround here because there's companies that are still advertising like in their google ad they'll put tub and surround for 550.
1: Hmm. so
0: mm-hmm. you know there are some there's a certain type of person that you get in orlando <laughs> that uh because this market is so hot right now too they just flip the house and they're never going to see it again and like it's hard to sometimes say no to those kinds of people because you're never going to have to get a warranty call. They're going to sell it. Like, and yeah, it's less money, but you know, in the back of your head, like I'm never gonna have to deal with this job again. A lot of the times Mm -hmm. where where I'm like very, very sticking to our prices is when I know someone's lived in the house or living in the house and it's going to be their home for like the foreseeable future. I always, I have to ask that question here because it really does dictate the buyer. You know what I mean? the yes, kind of buyer. Definitely. Uh, and then, so I mean, based off what I'm hearing, I don't think your prices are ne- necessarily an issue. If anything, I mean, you might be able to go higher. Uh, it's just, you gotta, you gotta weigh your cost versus uh, you know mm-hmm. your, your, your income, and whenever it feasibly makes sense to you to look for somebody else and, and kind of start, even if you have to train them and get a couple of cheap labor years out of them, with the yeah. understanding that once you get to a certain point, you can pay them more, that, that might be the way to go. That's kind of how we started. My, my number one guy right now is named Ralph, and he was actually a high school friend of my brother's. Uh, he, started, <clears throat> he started working with us uh, getting paid 75 dollars a day. That was: oh, his wow. day. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. now he gets paid 200 to 250 and and uh, yeah um,
1: hey that's amazing
0: yeah and he he's super excited about it and he's the one that i gave the nice new truck to because he's my most responsible guy but we got him when he was very young fresh out of school didn't have any anything really and and didn't want to work like fast food or something like that he likes the flexibility and stuff and incrementally we've been able to get him to the point where now he's like well paid in any standard you know what i mean um right And also you could, you could also start off with a helper, you know, maybe getting some more Mm -hmm. jobs, getting some more jobs in yourself and then letting them know eventually this is going to be you. Like, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I think it was, yeah, my, my mom and I together, um, we, I, I think it was all like all of 2016 through most of 2017, we did every job together and I kind of started off just literally just like handing her supplies and then just okay here you can scrape this caulk, or now you can etch. Um, You know it's kind of and I think that's best instead of just like throwing something you know someone in and being like you can handle this. Uh, I like that like start at the very beginning and that's just slowly give you more responsibility Build
0: on top of it. Yeah, for, for sure. Like It's like anything though, like eventually to maintain, you can get cheap labor, but to maintain them once they know is gonna cost. So you, you, gotta, sure. you gotta think of it as an investment and, and I would say at least start thinking about how you, can, how you can start making those moves to get to that point because it is gonna yeah. help your business. Marketing is a full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> yes and every every day that you're not a hundred percent available to do it, the business is going to suffer to some degree um that's true it it sucks, but like yeah. you know if you're trying to do everything yourself, you know it's hard. Do you answer the phone calls yeah. and all of that too
1: no that's that's what my mom does, so she has the phone and handles the email, so she takes customer inquiries and um gives them the quotes and gets them scheduled. So if she handles all of that, I would lose my mind if I had
0: to do all of that. Okay. <laughs> so um, that's
1: her part of it.
0: I, I, I also think she needs to kind of be on board and understand the struggle that you're getting from this and understand that like, well, what's the, like, cause I mean, look, think about it like this. If you have to, out of necessity, work deep into your fifties with labor, doing manual labor, I have no doubt you would do it, but would you want to do it? No. And if you I never, barely want to
1: do it deep into my thirties.
0: Yeah, and and if and here's here's the thing. If you never try to hire somebody and then you look back when you're fifty five and you're like, damn, I should have actually tried, at that point it's already gonna to be too late. The whole landscape of how people are gonna be making money is gonna be different. So yeah. like I would I would try as soon as feasible to start getting somebody to to assist you, pay them what you can and eventually, you know, try to make those moves. It's, I know it's easier said than done, but you, you have to, like, if you want to build your business, marketing needs to be a full-time thing. Customer customer service needs to be a full-time thing and the technicians need to be a full-time thing. You know what I mean? I
1: agree. I think it's just, it's never going to be the perfect time. I think it's just about taking the leap and just like having the faith that like the trust in your, myself that like i've got this. Like i'm 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 good. Like i'm good at what i do. You, <laughs> I can handle this.
0: You know, you know when might be a really good time is if you land a project and you need help already? Like yeah and and, and then just work into the cost of that project that you plan on maintaining this person. So Mm -hmm. you, you know, maybe charge a little bit more than you normally would with that in mind and then, you know, do the work or either that or, you know, part of your profits go to like putting more money into your ads and stuff so that you can have the work lined up for when that project is over. Uh, Like we went to Puerto Rico with perfect surface glazing and Uh, they were asking me, him and his and his dad were asking me like what we were doing for ads while we were there, because we were there for three weeks. And I told them I'm spending more on ads now. Like and they, they were like they were like, Oh, but like you're gonna be here for three weeks. Aren't you worried that people are gonna like not like they're not doing the job now, so they're gonna go and find someone else and you're just wasting money? And I told them, Not everybody is a buyer today. So like You remember the ones that are ready today because, like we were talking about before, it's that instant gratification. You know that they just called, they got your quote, they scheduled. But what about that whole other segment of people who are planning their renovations? And they stopped their ads and then they just had a week recently where they didn't have much going on. And then they were asking me if leads dried up and I'm like, not for me. It was like, Mm. you know, like, it, it, and, and like I said, we're good friends and stuff, but they literally were like, we're never doing that again. Like, next time we're going to run ads the whole time. And I told them, like, yeah, like, yeah, you never stop advertising. And if anything, when you have extra money, you advertise a little bit more. When you have a little bit extra work and you have extra income, you advertise a little bit more because even the biggest companies in the world never stop advertising. You will never not see McDonald's run an ad and every freaking person in America knows who they are. Like, yeah. it's for a reason it works and sometimes people just need to be reminded that you exist because maybe their kid got hurt at a football game or something while they were thinking getting in their tub be finished and it's a week later and they see that ad pop up again and they're like oh shit i need to do that
1: yep exactly and that sometimes yep. that's the difference well that's great that's great advice because you that makes complete sense but for some reason we put all our money in the ads when we're slow. And then when we're busy, we're like, "Hmm, we're good. But that's probably why we have a slow period is because when we're good, we're like, we don't
0: need to worry about the I I used to convince myself that I did not need to spend more money on ads. I would like cut down. I I used to be the $10 a day person on Google. Not too long ago, I used to do that. And and then, oh, I would be busy, I'll put it down to five. Then I'm thinking, why would I do that? Like one day I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna put 25, and then I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna put 50, and my thinking was, I, I will only get charged if it's working, and I want right. more work, like I keep telling myself I want more work, so if, if I'm serious, it's literally putting my money where my mouth is, where my, where my mind is, and you have to just think in the back of your head, I'm only gonna get charged this money if it's gonna work, and most of the time, yeah. it works when you invest more in your advertising, Yep. Yeah, I think I think that might be a game changer for you guys too. I think that maybe that will be the difference that will allow you to hire people because at your prices, you're that. not you're not that far away. Um, you I know. Think
1: so. um, I know I have no idea how long we've been going, so at any point, cut me off. Um, but another thing I think might be an obstacle, but it might just be in my head, is that I do love that we are an all-female business and i do kind of want to keep it that way because i feel like it gives us a clientele that's a little unique um and i feel but i'm like what woman wants to do this job? i didn't at first Uh, (laughs)
0: Um, can can we can we cut this here and then start yes. a new yeah. one? Because we like I just did check the time and we're at like 47 oh. minutes, so let's go. Okay. Let's, I'm gonna stop it and we'll 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 start off the next episode right where we left off, and we'll okay. we'll start it like that. Okay, it's it's not gonna okay. change much on your end. I'm just gonna stop it, do the outro thing, and then re- redo it. Okay,
1: sounds great.
0: All right, so you guys can uh, keep up with the conversation on the next episode. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and, an outro here and we'll start up the next one right away.
1: You just listened to the official bathtub
0: refinishing podcast powered by bathtub guys refinishing. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Feel free to ask any questions or suggest topics for the next episode by following at bathtub guys on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. And thanks for listening.